0: Chapter four of Wanted Seven Fearless Engineers This is a Librivox recording. All Librivox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Wanted Seven Fearless Engineers by Warner Van Lorn Chapter four Morquill's Story
1: For a long time there was silence, then Mrs. Jones fainted. McCarthy took it without flinching, and his wife was satisfied if he was. Dick had suspected something almost as strange, and did not seem surprised. Dolores looked at him for guidance. He nodded reassuringly. The others shut their lips tight, feeling that they had been taken prisoner without hope of escape. After a pause Morkwell continued. Mrs. Jones had recovered her composure— and was staring at him with undisguised dislike.
2: "'I'm sorry it had to happen this way, but I would not have been able to take sufficient people if you had known where we were going. Some of you might have come, but I treated everyone alike. I also was unconscious from the gas, but the crew revived me. I had to look after the loading of the supplies and have the cabins prepared for you. It was much nicer that way than if you had resisted and were put on board by force. I shall start at the beginning of my story, and let you judge for yourselves as to whether we have done wrong. The existence of my world depends on the perfect operation of machines. Even our atmosphere is manufactured and kept at proper temperature within sealed domes to protect us from the natural gases of the planet. We live on this planet through necessity, not desire. Our race landed there very long after escaping from a planet that was falling into the sun. Their spaceship ran short of fuel within the gravity pull of our present habitation. It was difficult, but they succeeded in constructing gas-proof shelters and slowly improved conditions for living. We never knew what happened to the other spaceships from our original planet, but they may be distributed throughout the universe. Your own ancestors may be of the same origin as ours. The similarity of our forms tends to prove it. Eventually, metal domes were built, and the race prospered within. But our lives depend on their being kept in perfect repair. Machines were built which do practically all of the work in caring for our wants, and from the first we have adjusted our own gravity to live normally under the gigantic pull of the new planet, which to you is Jupiter. Through the ages our lives became easier and required less manual work. Machinery did everything we desired, Most of them were automatically repaired and serviced, while the permanent machines ran on through the ages without care. As generation after generation lived and died, under these conditions we lost most of our former knowledge. When one of the atmospheric machines ceased to operate, we could not repair it. Instead, one of the other machines had to be speeded up and the atmosphere pumped into the extra dome. At the height of our mechanical development, this spaceship was built. Then the race lost interest, and were content to live in ease without attempting to reach another planet. Three generations ago, our people discovered the danger. Even our bodies had deteriorated until we could not stand hard work. The machines had begun to break down. We were headed for extinction. When I was a young man, they succeeded in finishing the equipment on this ship. Three generations had been required to create enough fuel for only two voyages. I was selected as the man to explore the strange world, which we had been studying with the instruments of our ancestors. We had determined your exact mechanical development and knew that you were capable of furnishing the engineers, which meant life or death, to our race. It is twenty years since I was left on the small island and the ship returned to Jupiter. At that time, we decided the date for this trip to bring me back. In the meantime, I travelled halfway around the world in a small metal boat before being picked up by a tramp-steamer, as I dared not land near any civilised country. After I reached a settlement, I had to learn your customs and language, and many other things about a completely alien people. I was furnished with an ample supply of gold, as we knew it was the metal that you valued highest. This purchased many things that would otherwise have been impossible to obtain, and also brought me a great deal of trouble. I was robbed of most of the wealth before I had been in civilization a year. The fact that a great deal was left on the small island is all that made my venture possible." I spent three years in an institution before they decided that I was a normal human being and could take care of myself. I dared not tell them that I came from a different planet, or I would have failed in every way. I learned many things about the people of your world, but mainly that gold could buy almost anything. I lived for several years by working at anything that I could obtain, trying to find someone who would finance an expedition to the island. No one would believe me when I said that I knew of a great fortune in gold. I finally found a man who did believe me, and he received one half of the gold as reward. It was not until then that I could begin the work that I started out to do, and nearly ten years had passed. I planned for several years before I dared try to obtain the people I needed. I studied everything I could about your engineering, and found that it was not of the same type as our own. For this reason, I did not want a graduate engineer, as he would have to learn everything all over again in my cities. When I advertised for men and told you of the wonderful mechanical development, it was the truth. I did mislead you to a small extent in obtaining your promise to come with me, but the existence of my race depended on your work. My people will give you anything you desire if you will help them. When we left our cities, we didn't know whether we could even escape from the planet in this ship. There was no opportunity of testing it until we started on the journey. Even the men at the controls had never handled it. All of their knowledge was obtained by years of practice sitting in a stationary ship. When they left me on the island and returned to the planet they hoped I could accomplish my purpose, but the chance of success was pitifully small." I have never enjoyed the comforts of other members of my race but have spent my life in an alien universe carrying around my big head without friends or companionship. The gravity within our enclosed cities is lower than on your planet making it easy for us to walk. After several years of study and planning I knew there was only one way of accomplishing what I went after "'It is the way I have done it. "'No one would have believed that I came from a strange planet. "'They would have thought me out of my mind. "'If I had persuaded them, I could have found no recruits for the work, "'no matter what I offered. "'I know how anyone feels about leaving their own planet, "'where they were born and brought up. "'You will find that the machines need work badly.' Some of them are running only because we use several times the normal power to turn them. Our mining machines have not worked for more than a generation, and the mines remain idle. The metal supply is running short. The equipment which overcomes gravity also furnishes us with power. When weights are lifted with gravity almost eliminated, then allowed to sink with a full pull of Jupiter, It creates enormous amounts of energy for every use. It will be months before we reach our cities, and I hope that by that time you will feel satisfied with your forced migration. To my race, it was the only course which would avoid annihilation within a few generations. At first, it will seem terrible to be shut in beneath a metal cover, "'but when you become accustomed to it, that feeling disappears. "'You depend just as much on a ship at sea or a plane in the air, "'but never think of it in the same way. "'We must trust you, as we will not know "'whether you are repairing or destroying our machines "'until we see the results. "'You will be given complete power "'and can draw upon my people for all of the help you need.' You will be even more powerful than the rulers of the domes. My people decided that you deserved this position, long before we attempted to reach the earth and bring you back. I came to your country because the mechanical development is greater than in any other nation. You have greater love for engineering, and more of you are employed that way. I have told you everything about my home and my people, and leave it up to you as to the way you will act. We have only done what was necessary for the survival of our race, and hope that you will forgive us for stealing you from your own planet. You have complete freedom of the ship, to come and go as you please at any time. You are now considered part of our own population, and we both have the same interests. "'We hope you enjoy it.'
1: "'For a moment Morkwell gazed into the faces of the small gathering of people, "'then slowly walked from the room. "'There was complete silence, broken occasionally by a sigh "'as some thought of home exerted itself. "'An hour passed, and they still had not moved. "'Each seemed to be waiting for one of the others to break the silence. "'Finally Dick got to his feet. "'His words came slowly. As if carefully weighed before using, the others listened intently.
0: I know what each of you must be thinking, because I have been thinking the same thoughts. We are all in the same boat, without chance of leaving, headed for Jupiter. We have seen the last of the world where we were born. Either we take up our lives in this new existence, or die out here in space, destroying Morquill's race as well as ourselves.' He says they cannot survive without our aid. Our own world did not need us or give us much for our efforts. If it had, we would not be on this strange spaceship. Morquill hired only people who were willing to leave their homes and friends, and we applied for the work. There really is not much that we can complain about. For one, I intend to do all that I can to make our future home the greatest civilization in the universe. Perhaps in the future years it will be possible for us to pay a short visit to our former planet. Perhaps our children will follow in our footsteps, enjoying greater honour, comfort and luxury than they could possibly have had in our own world. I received little from my fellow men, and have already received more from Morkwell than I ever had before.
1: As Dick sat down, John McCarthy's voice boomed out.
2: I'll follow Dick. He's the boss of this party, and if he is satisfied, I am. Boy, we sure do go places when we get started.
1: The general laugh broke the tension, and each one spoke after a little hesitation. Each man slowly grasped the gigantic task that was facing them, and felt honoured as a result. It was a new world, farther advanced than their own former habitation, which needed them to care for it. It was a big bite to chew, but they would do it." Dick remained in his chair long after the others had gone to their cabins. His mind dwelled on the complete happiness and satisfaction that lighted Morquill's face, when informed of their decision. In that moment he was repaid for a lifetime in a strange world, amongst alien people. His return to Jupiter would be triumphal, with the Earth people as his friends, come to save his race from extinction. Barrow's mind wandered on, to the gigantic tasks that faced them. His would be the greatest responsibility as head of all the domes. The other men would have a single city to care for. The thought of McCarthy as his assistant was comforting. He would be a great help. The strange race of beings were putting every trust in the earthmen, putting themselves at the mercy of seven strangers, and Dick knew the men would earn that faith. He jumped when a hand touched his shoulder. "Dick, won't you take your wife to her room? She feels sleepy." End of chapter 4.